Welcome to the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast, a podcast about fighting off that bitch of an eating disorder and giving you insights about your eating disorder that you maybe didn't thought of. I'm your host, Queenie June Borgman, and today's episode of Season 7, Episode 2, we're talking about almond moms, and I just want to weigh a little bit less so I could feel a little bit better. Okay, guys, welcome back to a new episode of the I'm Stuff Eating Disorder podcast. And you just heard a fragment of the song of Ray. And Ray's a very, very good artist, at least in my opinion. Been a fan for two years straight, have a tattoo on the side of my hip. Um, and, you know, this is not a sponsored stuff by all means. I wish I was sponsored for once in my life. But this podcast is all about, of course, healing and tools to give you to heal. And if I look at my post-eating disorder bits and pieces, I really think that Ray has a big factor in that. And of course, other things in life that I eventually face, like breakups and stuff like that, she... I think to some extent have has had, I'm not saying an eating disorder, but you know, the breakups and the emotional abuse and stuff like that. She she also experienced that and is one of the few people that can give, you know, me the rest in peace I need in these painful situations because she actually described them so well. You don't feel alone when you listen to the music of Ray and I think that is one of the big factors that I like her in that case. Um, this song Ice Cream Man, I actually listened to it last year during a live concert of her uh, in Amsterdam. She was playing it and I made this note in my phone like, you know, this is a very important song. And then I needed to wait for her that the album came out. And I think two or three weeks ago, I, I started listening to it, you know, with the time that I needed to take to understand what was being said. And to some extent, I started to cry and even learn it on the guitar because... Although she sings about sexual abuse, the emotional abuse you can hear in that song and how it escalated with her covering it up and bad behavior coming up uh, is so pain painful and also somewhat identifiable. Although I'm not a victim of sexual abuse, emotional abuse that is very prevalent in this song also um, made me just realize, you know, it, it, it hurts. And you also feel very... 
sympathetic to everybody that goes through that because you're living with a secret with with something that somebody did to you and not not the other way around so guys first of all if you've ever dealt with sexual abuse and you aren't doing something with it by all means do something with it because you it shouldn't be a secret you shouldn't suffer for the bad deeds of somebody else Second of all, give race albums a chance. Uh, Euphoric Sad Songs, one of my favorites, and the new one that is out. Uh, first, my first twenty-first century blues. I hope I'm saying this well. Give that a chance as well. It's legit. If I think if you will listen, you will get why this is my favorite artist. Of course, you know Freddie Mercury is one of my favorites as well. But you know Freddie sadly is dead, so I'm very thankful that we still have a creative, you know, creative cool people around like Ray. Guys, before I start out with this episode today, I would like to give you the heads up that you can always follow the podcast. You can always share it. You can leave a review. You can tell it to a friend, you can tell it to your parent, you can do whatever you want with it as long as it gets to the person that needs to hear it. Because, again, this podcast is free and (laughs) thank God it's free and it has information that I would like to hear when I had my eating disorder and I couldn't hear because nobody was making it and I felt shitty shitty alone. So that's why... Please, by all means, share it and don't forget to give it a follow. Um, We're going to jump into Almond Moms today and the following, and I hope I'm saying it correctly in English, and that is, I just like this weight a little bit more, so let me weigh a little bit less. So guys, let's jump into this. Oh yeah, and of course, the little update on how I'm recording this. I'm sitting in my bedroom, my cat is asleep, I have a lava lamp on. I am sitting in my PJs in my bed at, what is it, one at night. Um, Feeling creative, but also coming from a very, very messy week of crying, insecurities, periods dating and everything that comes with it and the funny thing is is that you know i had this phrase of taylor swift in my head of hey it's me i'm the problem it's me (laughs) and this time you know it's easy to say no it's somebody else but this time i really was like no it's me this time it's my crazy hormone peak of my uh period it's my insecurities it is all of that together and maybe being a little bit overworked and going out too much and having sleep deprivation, all of it together, that made me so sad last week. And it was really a learning moment. And for some, for people that are listening to this, sometimes it's a multifactorial thing why you're sad. Sometimes it's just your lifestyle why you're sad. At least this was for me in that week. It's, a lot of things were messy. And I just, my my central nervous system and my little inner girl wasn't having it. So that was crazy to see. Uh, But now I'm slowing down a bit and thank God I feel the difference. And I'm just myself again. I'm calm again. So that is that, guys. And let's jump into Almond Moms. Guys, I really wasn't expecting that I was going to record this (laughs) this damn episode. Sorry. It was like I had this um recording with um a, a guest and then something jumped into my uh an article jumped into my screen of my phone about how almond moms are actually basically starting eating disorders are making them worse and i was like okay i need to make choices here 
we're gonna do the almond moms first um I'm not gonna make it very long, but the almond moms, and for the people who do not know what it is, like the mother of Gigi and Jolanda, uh, Gigi and Bella Hadid, Jolanda Hadid, you have this famous fragment that I think Bella needed to like do a shoot or something, and she's like, just eat one almond, and you know it will curb up your appetite. Of course, it's very toxic. Of course, it's very triggering. Even I back and then, and that was without my eating disorder mind was looking like it uh looking at it and i was like what the fuck you know she's hungry of course maybe for a shoot you cannot be too um bloated for a shoot but eat one almond and it's okay what the flying duck so out of that session of that fragment of that video um came this sort of trend that's called almond moms that mothers are like giving their kids like almonds because they're healthy and nutritious uh, but also giving it to curb up appetite, to, you know, be over orthorexic and only giving that as a healthy snack. And there's so much wrong with it that I cannot even, I don't even know where to begin with. Like, one, it, it is building up orthorexic tendencies. It's not like if you give your kid a piece of chocolate that it's going to die. It's not like if you're going to eat a piece of chocolate that it's going to die. Uh, second thing, almonds are healthy, but only eating almonds is still nutrition deficiency because if you're not mixing it up with different type of nuts and other types of different foods and different snacks, you're still having a nutrition deficiency. Doesn't matter how healthy it is. There's not one food item on the planet that can give you everything you need. That's why it needs to work with each other together. And then the third thing when it comes down to weight, and this is fine, but I find very interesting because... We eating disorder peeps, um, we are often afraid of nuts and then uh, because of the amount of calories. But then you hear you can curb up your appetite with a little bit of nuts. This is different per person with an eating disorder, but both of them are in some extent truthful and some extent wrong. And I don't want to lie about it to say, no, everything is wrong. The truth is, is that, you know, nuts do have high calories, but also the truth is, is that because they're high in calories, you do not need a lot and you are quickly satisfied. So both, you know, there's a sense of truth there, but how it's being used is what makes their truth not a truth and actually being more untruthful and abusive <sighs> guys i don't know even know how to end this thing but the essence of it is with the almond moms is that if you are living with an almond mom or you're becoming an almond mom yourself or you're using this new trend to justify your orthorexic tendencies i would just say guys build off now you can if you're in it too deep start trying to mix it up with really with trying different nuts start trying to combine it with dry fruit start you know making something more wholesome like a salad and add a little bit of nuts and build off that bad habit of curbing up your appetite with nuts because again nutrition deficiency again it doesn't per se mean that you're only eating nuts that you're getting where you want to be and it's just feeding the controlling part that you your basically your mindset wants now with the eating disorder. You can fixate on it. It's this one. It makes it easy because it's one food item, and it's just in so many way wrongs. So many way wrongs. So again, also remember maybe just my last phrase on this is that 
this comes from a model that was a model this comes from two girls that have become models somewhat forcefully by their mother there aren't any healthy habits in that world because i've worked there myself strange stuff happen i'm not gonna tell them because they can maybe give you ideas but this what you have seen now is one of the strange stuff that happened and to be honest if i can be honest with that is why I basically got my eating disorder. One of the things was being involved with that part of society. So by all means, stay away from there. And then we have the infamous, I just like this weight a little bit more. So just just let me weigh a little bit less. And this is something that I see so often. I had this discussion today with a client on the phone because she said, you know, I'm starting to get uncomfortable with this weight. And if I weigh a little bit less, I just like it a little bit more. And then this was, you know, this whole bargain about 2 kg that would be like 4.4 LBS or something like that. And that is where the eating disorder hits and starts. The funny thing is, is how logical people with eating disorders are. They're so not connected with their body anymore that they would like to express their feelings with weight instead of how they really feel because apparently you're you need numbers to say how you feel instead of just standing there breathing and feeling your body and saying how you feel and that is the whole problem with the eating disorder because you're not in line with your body you're in line with numbers you're in line with calories in line with uh, weighing on the scale your food in line with what you weigh on the scale but not what you truly feel because it's a decoy of your real emotions and that is something that i see very prominent and visible uh, with this you know i just want to i just feel you know better if i weigh a little bit less guys there's so there's so much toxicity in this sentence and i'm gonna break it down for you today why you shouldn't be doing that now one of the first problems what you see here in these type of views of how you how your health is measured we're using the the numbers and you know if i weigh x x amount of weight then it's okay just like how for example you would have with your exams your tests of schools or reward and punishment of your parents it's all combined with each other because you've maybe been brought up so used to having you know if an a plus a 10 then it's a good thing but when you go down to a d minus like a four it's a bad thing so that's also how you are basically treating your body you know if if I weigh 50 kg, it's okay, but God forbid if I weigh 53, then I'm fat. Very black and white, just like that school system. And we you know what works for that school system to make sure that you go to a certain university and blah, 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 is perfectly fine for that system, but your body is organic. So that system doesn't work on an organic system that doesn't work black and white. I think that the BMI is a very good indication of this. Um, there are people that walk into my practice so often that have a high BMI, but are perfectly healthy and fine and shouldn't lose weight. And then I hear you going maybe uh, 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 black and white because BMI means, you know, if it's high that you're unhealthy. No, it isn't that black and white. Some people just have a higher BMI, but are perfectly fine in their organs. So, you know, these are types of ways to just go about and show you how different 
this can be the just way little less to feel better because it's not always the case. Mostly what we have as people with an eating disorder, that we have a very screwed view of what health is. And our view often is, you know, the, the ripped bodies and the six packs and the low body fat as a female and seeing the collarbones and the tie gaps and having the jawline. You know, if it isn't made for your body to look that way, it's just damn unhealthy. And what happens is that we want to f look that way. And only when we, because we know, of course, we are combining our happiness with the looks. Only when we look that way, we feel better because we think that is happiness. So that part is very, very screwed because it's not the truth, of course. But that is our measurement, our standard for when we're doing well. Well, actually, society is seeing a woman or a girl that is actually very unhealthy and maybe to some extent even not pretty anymore because it's famishing, it's dying. And so while our standard has become low body fat, unhealthy, not fertile, semi-dying, our society has a different standard. And I'm not going to say that society's standard is better, but when you have an eating disorder... Chances are 9 out of 10 times that your standard is basically more worse than what society has for people. And that is actually quite shocking to say, but it just shows how toxic the mindset of an eating disorder is. Deep in your heart, when we talk about this, you know, I just want to weigh a little bit lesser to feel a little bit more comfortable. You know that what you want is something that is unhealthy. We all know that. You may Even I, you know, I gained weight. I was going back to a healthier weight again, but I got scared and I jumped back to the unhealthy weight because I felt more comfortable in that. Why? Because, you know, a healthy body started getting emotions back again but I also got confronted with the things that I didn't like about myself like for example my hips and instead of doing the work and looking at how how do I need to feel my body I went for the safer option and that was just going back again and just throwing all the closing all the doors throwing them shutting them and not being busy with it next to that we're going to look for proof often with these type of stuff to say you know I can lose a little bit of weight because I'm still healthy. You know, look at my BMI range, for example. It says that I'm healthy. It says that I'm at 18.5 on the BMI scale when I'm 2 kgs lighter and I like myself this way. So why should I weigh more? So we're trying to basically give arguments to other people that are worried to us or about us on why we can justify what we're doing. So, for example, that BMI scale that we are still afraid of, of course, during this journey. But now we're using it in our advantage to say, you see, I'm in that range, very black and white, so I can lose this little bit of weight and still be healthy. Another form of self-sabotaging is, you know, deliberately grabbing clothing that is smaller so you can justify why you should weigh just a little bit lighter to feel a little bit better. And there are so many ways that we, we can go about with that, you know, uh, grabbing a, 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 how do you call it in Dutch, you say a ream or a belt and, you know, looking at that hole and saying, you know, that hole was different and now I have a hole more. So that's why I can lose a little bit more weight. 
and that is just you know that type of disease and how 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 it manipulates us with with eating disorders we tend to micromanage a lot so we're going to you know keep an eye on every little detail and of course that meaning that for another person that would say oh i gained some weight but i didn't even notice and then one day it hits we feel every little change on our body and we like to over zoom in on the problem that is basically not a problem but we're making it a problem because i'm guessing nine out of ten times when you're gaining that weight you really needed to gain that weight okay and then i hear you say in your head but queenie i really look better when i just lose two kgs and i feel better and i'm you know can wear my clothes and blah 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 and i just look better and i'm more lean and i have a less puffy face and i feel my ties less rubbing and everything that comes with it well, I can tell you that you maybe are right. You know, you maybe look just a little bit better when you are a little bit lighter. However, true happiness doesn't come from those two kgs differences. To be honest, most of the time that I see pay- people really with true happiness when it comes down to their weight, is there people that weighing 120 kg and jump down to like 80. There's a big big difference in that than losing like two kgs or five kgs that type of weight loss that i just described that is happiness two and five kgs stuff like that that is being proud and feeding the ego and in this case the unhealthy ego so it's something you are doing because of a form of luxury basically because those two kgs aren't going to make a difference in your cholesterol aren't going to make a difference if you can tie your shoes or not aren't going to make a difference uh if you can you know fasten your seat belt and everything that comes with it it's just the the ego of the eating disorder that wants that down so eventually when you have that down you can make a new goal and be unhappy about something else that is you basically so that is my whole lecture, I would almost say, on why that two kgs of difference isn't going to make a difference at all. Because it's just some type of fixation rule you made up in your head, what is typically eating disorder. Because if you cannot fixate on that, you will fixate on something else. Because it's a decoy of the main problem. And, you know, dealing with your weight is way more easier than dealing with your emotions or something that maybe no abuse or it's easier than dealing with responsibilities it's easier than dealing with bad parents and everything that comes with it so that is just a new goal that you're setting that is actually the easier goal and the easier way out so although maybe you look better i can almost guarantee you that you will not feel better and you will actually uh how would you say that drive offshore even more because the essence of your recovery is floating away again the essence of recovery is not being busy with weight not being busy with food but being busy with your emotions and by opening that door again you're basically just starting over with the eating disorder again but then in a new course in a new package you know, the things with an eating disorder, I can almost show it as it is as a virus. You have XX amount of virus that jump into the bloodstream and they're trying to, you know, 
toxify your bloodstream and then you have the white blood cells that come into your bloodstream and fight against the virus so it doesn't get toxified and basically what happens there is the same with your thoughts the moment that you're jumping into anxious thoughts about your body the the shape the amount it should be weighing uh, the amount of food you should be ingesting the amount of virus virus particles are going up well, in if you can give your you know your rebounds your argument why it sh- isn't that way, the white blood cell count goes up and defeat the virus. And it is something that you actually want to do in your system, in your mind system, because this is the natural way of how the body f- fights to, you know, intruders. But it's not something that is naturally how the mind goes. It's something you really need to learn. So in this case, I would say you know fight learn that competence on how to fight those viruses those bad thoughts and turn them into something positive and give your argument on why you shouldn't be doing it okay guys this was this podcast next podcast will be from poland or next podcast episode my apologies i hope you learned something from this whatever you do don't abuse almonds because seriously I get why it's out there, but it's such a big-ass bullshit trend. Holy shit balls! So, guys, stay healthy in your mind. Therefore, you eventually stay healthy in your body. And I will see you the next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I also hope you learned something from it and it helps you out with recovery. In the meantime, I want to give you a little bit of a heads up of all the things where you can find us. You can find us on at imstuff underscore com on Instagram at imstuff.nl on TikTok and on imstuff.nl where we even have an ebook about eating disorders. So if you want to know more, check that out. And just don't forget to share the episode, give it to a friend that you think is in need and you can follow the podcast and leave a review if you want to. Enjoy that and enjoy your day.